0: It's another New Vision Podcast, Cloud with you here. We're back on this Friday. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, so glad to be with you guys. And we're continuing on through our verse-by-verse verse look at the book of Mark. Uh, again, if you're joining us, I always try to imagine that this is someone's very first podcast. Most of you know what we're doing, but if, you, if you're not, what we're doing on Sundays and Thursdays this month is we're going through um, a bunch of parables uh, in the sermons, and so basically, it's called storied, and how Jesus t- takes this ordinary story and uses it to to make a, a bigger point about who he is and what he's done. And then, you know, as an application to that, we have we all have a story, our ordinary lives, that like God is writing a story through our, you know, ordinary lives uh, to show him off to show his glory. And so, we've got this initiative on social media to share your story, you know, as as a tool of uh, to show the world what god has done in our lives. And so th- this podcast is to go along with that as a supplementary thing because the book of mark uh, is a gospel account, there's stories in the sense that they're narratives and uh, there's less r- recorded parables in the book of mark so we kind of get this uh, wider spectrum. And so we're glad you're with us going through this verse by verse. Let's go ahead and dig in. I'm picking up in mark chapter 6 and really quickly I want to apologize there's some like construction going on across the street so for you you, all who have misophonia or, or irritable about certain sounds, I apologize, <laughs> um, we'll, but we'll get through it together. So again, this is Mark chapter 6. I'm reading verses 30 through 56. And you all know this one. I know we've heard multiple sermons over the years. If you grew up in church, if you have any kind of background with church at all, you know this story. And that's Jesus feeding the 5,000. It's recorded in almost all the gospel accounts. In fact, Mark has a, a second instance of uh, Jesus feeding 4,000, which is uh, in two chapters from here. So we'll uh, be covering that in a couple of weeks or next week, I think. And so anyways, G- Jesus has done this multiple times, feeding this these huge groups of people. And I know you've heard this story before, so I'd ask that, uh, you know, and I'm praying right now that the Holy Spirit will help you focus on just the words of Scripture as we read them together. So here we go, Mark chapter 6, verses 30 through 56, and this is the ESV Bible. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And so this is after, sorry, interrupting again. This is after uh, the the death of John the Baptist. That's an aside. It's a story that's being told kind of like a flashback that we heard yesterday. Uh, but this is right after in the narrative account of Jesus had sent the apostles out to do uh, miracles and stuff, you know, sending them out you know, training them up in the ministry that he's going to be entrusting uh, to them after he's been crucified and resurrected and ascended. So anyways, that's where we're at. Sorry to to interrupt again. So verse 31, Jesus said to them, "'Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat.'" (laughs) So they can't even eat. Verse 32, "'And they went away in a boat to a desolate place by themselves.'" Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot. All the towns got there ahead of them. (laughs) Verse 34, when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples said to him, This is a desolate place, and the hour is late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages, and buy themselves something to eat. But Jesus answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And Jesus said, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and fifties. And taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up the 12 baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were 5,000 men. Verse 45, immediately He made his disciples get into the boat and go out before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out to sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came out to them. Fourth watch is about 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. He saw them struggling on the lake, in verse 48, He came to them walking on the sea. So Jesus is walking on the sea. He meant to pass them by, verse 49, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased and they were utterly astounded. Verse 52, for they did not understand about the loaves, Because their hearts were hardened, and and so coming out of that, you know, this is a famous story we've all heard, and I kind of wrote down as number one in my notes: Jesus is our provider, and we know that we've heard this. This is miraculous, you know, provision for this huge group of people, and it says uh, the those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Now, many commentators say that they're just counting the men and not counting women and children, so the the group is actually much larger than this. Um, and I, I happen to agree with that. So we just know that this is this huge miracle. And we've heard it so many times that we come become anesthetized to it, you know, numbed to it, where it's like, yeah, 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 and Jesus provides like, but no, Jesus is our provider. And he knows the solution before we are even aware of the problem. And, uh, you know, problem, I'm using my air quotes now. So that's kind of this issue that's happening here. So the context, the, the, the apostles, Jesus has been sending them out on their own, kind of training them up for what's going to happen. And, you know, they're not really with it. They don't even fully understand what Jesus has come to do yet. Uh, but they're they're not, they don't have the right perspective because of the problem itself. Now I'm saying problem in air quotes, because according to the disciples, people are are a problem. The people are the problem. Um, you see that where it's like, hey, send them away. Get get rid of these people. We're tired. We're hungry. They're hungry. You know, we don't have to take care of this. Like just Jesus, send them away. Like he had the power to do that. So the disciples want to get rid of the people. Get rid of the problem. Uh, and obviously, we know. That that is not what Jesus's mission was all about. That's not we as Christians are called to do. We're called to love people. That people are our mission. And I know I, I personally struggle with that because I'm a goal oriented, task based kind of guy. And you know that's kind of a hard thing to to grapple with when you're in ministry because ministry is people. People. It's about people. And so you know Jesus is trying to teach his disciples something and and he cares for this group he says you know they they were like sheep without a shepherd and he has great you know compassion for them and so that that's why he feeds them he knows the solution before they're even aware of the problem the problem isn't that they were hungry and the that for the disciples that these people are annoying and, and an issue for them the problem was that they were sheep without a shepherd and so um, Jesus is pushing into that, and then disciples then then show them their hearts off even more by being sarcastic with Jesus. Um, in verse thirty seven, they say, "Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat?" Like, and so this is sarcasm because you know a lot commentators say that two hundred denarii is about two hundred days worth of wages. So you're talking like, in our terms, you know, let's we'll say. Twenty thousand dollars, right? Should we pay twenty thousand dollars to feed all these? People? Look at all these people, Jesus. This is unrealistic. How are we supposed to do this? You know, you know. There's a little edge, like Jesus. This is un- unreasonable. You know. Don't you know how much this will cost? And in John's account, in the Book of John, when he when he tells this story, uh, right after this, this narrative is connected to Jesus's famous "I am the bread." You know, and that's one of the main points of you know his. He's showing this manna, but Jesus himself is the bread. He is our provision. And so what's ironic is that these disciples who aren't getting this lesson, you know, people are the problem and it's about—it's a money issue. Don't you know, understand how much this will cost? You know, don't you get it, Jesus? And Jesus is like, oh, I'm the bread. Oh, I know exactly how much it's going to cost to be the, the provision for the people. I know exactly how much it's going to cost to be the broken bread that provides sustenance for the souls of you know God's people who are redeemed because of that bread that's broken on our behalf and so he's trying to teach this lesson and they're just not getting it and so anyways they get they get to despite their foibles and their failings they get to participate in this great miracle what Jesus provides for this huge group of people he's trying to teach them a lesson and then it's like okay the story's over end of sermon we've heard that before time to go home um, but no, in, in Mark's account, the way he writes it, verse 45, there's his favorite word again. Immediately. He made his disciples get into a boat. And now this is, oh, that's another sermon. I've heard that sermon too. But here Mark is linking them. And so we know this story of Jesus walking on the water and they're all freaked out and they think it's a ghost. And he's like, No, verse 50, take heart. It is I do not be afraid. And so I, I wrote number two in my notes that Jesus is our protector, he's our provider and he's our protector. It's it's both. It's it's they're they're connected. So it's like they're they're still not getting this lesson. So he teaches them again by this amazing display of his authority over nature. It's like you just multiplied this bread and fish, right? It's not just like cutting it up into portions. You actually multiply. Who in the course of history has done something like that? That's amazing. And they're not moved by it and now, Jesus is walking on water. The second person, the Trinity, has authority over nature. He has this power, and they're, they're, they're terrified. Um, and so that speaks to our lives as well. Where in our life are we seeking provision and protection? You know, we could come up with all sorts of applications for that in our lives. Um, you know, things that we're struggling with, things that we're afraid of receiving or not receiving or losing. You know, has God, God been provided for us our daily needs? Is God going to protect us from the world and things that happen? In what ways will those be manifested? How in God's wisdom will he see those come to pass? You know, are we trusting in him or not? So we need to be reminded this story teaches us that Jesus is our provider and he's our protector. And then number three in our notes, the lows are linked to the highs. The lows are linked to the highs. And just as Mark links these two seemingly separate stories, they're connected and I showed you that in verse 45. He said, immediately. And so the, the feeding of the 5,000 and Jesus is walking on the water, the way Mark tells it, it's the same account. He's proving this theological point that the lows are linked to the highs because the feeding of the 5,000 is a lesson in who Jesus is and what he's, he's going to do. He's the bread. He, he's going to provide like he is God. And then him walking on the water is a test following that lesson. So Jesus is trying to teach his disciples something. Then he sends them out into a storm on purpose. They're they're at this mountaintop high of seeing this huge miraculous thing with the the loaves and the fishes. And then what does Jesus do? He sends them out on the boat by themselves. He's by himself away from them, and and he knows it's going to be a storm. Like and they're struggling and they're they're terrified, and the winds against them. And and you know so. All of a sudden, they were at the top, and now they're at this rocky bottom. And so, I think that's a pattern in our lives: the mountaintop is the lesson, and the valley is the test. And so, I want to leave us all with that question: How are we doing? How are you doing? Are you at a mountaintop right now? Are you seeing God move and work in your life and in the lives of people around you? You know, God is doing miraculous things. Man, look at the provision. Or are you at the lowest low right now? How's God going to come through? Is he going to provide? Is he going to protect? Like, who is Jesus to you? Like, you know, practical theology in your life and in your heart. Where are you at right now? Are you on the high or on the low? And I hope that you will see that Mark connects those and that we can take confidence and trust that. Jesus is who he says he is and did what he said he did. I hope this encourages you guys and uh, stay tuned and we'll see you guys on Monday for another New Vision podcast. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.